ibisitaw paguna dia sa si none other than si Kathy Flores McCallum, familiar Flores. Last I heard from him, tato tamuning estilo wa si Kathy Flores McCallum is a kamu kalanta yun recognize na andi didi. Kathy has been very very active no nagini tomorrow land rights if you will in a shorter version of what she may have to say. She's very knowledgeable about how the military would come in uh, or how they got involved into uh, land taking. And uh, this thing is, uh, uh, is catapulted, this interview or this podcast is catapulted based on recent news from KUAM about the um, property over Mangilao, Mafanan Eagles Field, in which uh, we are all anxiously awaiting to see whether we're going to get some sort of uh, astronomical funding to build a hospital, about $1 billion worth of funding or a medical campus of Fananan. rather, news at the family and flourish, you look, they did not get compensated from the military. Years ago, I was talking to Kathy about something similar to this ni lamigena familia ginigi itano di irslata ni tapan mana isalapi ane manaja ni militant matuli itano promanasatbi for defense purposes most of the pristine land that we have here on the island of Guam man matuli to dani militant for defense purposes you know and you drive around the island and you take a look at those wonderful places Gitutun, NAS, Pesadigatinimitsio, beautiful view, Anderson Air Base, Bunitunagat, Northwest Field, Bunitunagat, Nalugat, and then we come to Litegzan, or as they coined it, the military, Ritidian. So are you from Ritidian? What part of Guam is Ritidian? Is it right next to why I go? Anyway, it's my pleasure, baby, introduce you, Kathy McCollum, Flores McCollum, the Kumu Kalana Ungininunganan. Asui Prutehi Litegzan, one of the landowners over at Retirian or Litegzan. It's a pleasure to have you, Kathy. Buenas and half a day. Buenas and half a day. How are you, I'm good. Good to see you. It's been a while there, Catherine. Nice to see you too. But just a little bit of the backdrop here. I've had the pleasure of working with your dad when, you know, Sidufuntu Jose. And I stopped by land management. He was a brilliant man down there. And uh, mm -hmm. he knows about land taking and stuff like oh, that. So yes. I, I guess some of that blood just flowed off of you as to getting your rights as to what is uh, our slow. A little bit about yourself before we uh, continue with some of the questions that I will be asking you. They're not hard. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, my grandfather is Benigno. Leon Guerrero Flores on my dad's side. And my father, of course, is Jose. His wife is uh, Dolores Matanani Martinez uh, prior to the marriage. And uh, the reason why I mentioned my grandma is because um, her family is actually the, in, the one who introduced my grandfather into that uh, Retidian. Um, they got married and then they, they um, uh, stayed with the uh, Pangilina family because my grandma, my great grandma, remarried to from a Matanani um, to um, I mean from a Martinez to a Pangilinan 
And uh, then they all were raised down at Litexen. The Martinez is the Bing family. Okay, Bing and family. Then no, my no, no, grandfather no. is Apu, familiar Apu for the florist. Oh, okay. And so um, when they got married, they, my grandfather loved the land and he felt that this is where he's going to raise his family. And so he decided to purchase a property from uh, Mr. Jose Flores. I wouldn't be surprised if they're related to the ones in Manila, but um, I think the purchase happened, I don't, you know, I'm not really versed on the, the year, but um, I know it was way before I was born, way before my parents uh, were even born. And so, um, uh, Jose uh, sold the land to my grandfather in, uh, you know, and uh, where Texan is, I think area five Fanan or area up to uh, five to eight. But, um, you know, and then, and then later on, he found out that the property was actually in, uh, started a, the military came in and two officers were swimming in the beach and decided to elect uh, the place. And next thing you know, they had a, were, um, were given a condemnation, lease condemnation. Uh, and uh, the, the whole families, it was just so sad that my grandfather uh, worked for the military, he was working for the Air Force. He found out about this lease, lease condemnation. And then he tried his, very best to try and see if his family can remain at Litigton. So the, the, the efforts for the military didn't happen yet until 1962, where they took my grandfather's property uh, and my grandfather um, protested that. And they took him to court in, a, at, you remember in that time, we, we didn't ha have a governor. Uh, that's in 1962. So we we were before my grandfather was before a military judge, a military uh, jury, and so they um, they uh, decided all together that they were going to give more money to the families, all the families at all. They they call it uh, the inclusive of all the families that they were gonna give them a much higher amount of condemnation amount. Okay, and what he, happened, he, okay, can you back up just a little bit? Of the lease condemnation to make a link, yeah? Uh, they was, were, they, was there an uh, existing lease, lease on the property? A lease condemnation was uh, just a lease, small lease. It was just a very small amount of money that they were giving and uh, also, then, those two uh, officers that were swimming decided to lease the property uh, per right. se and condemn it that way for a certain amount of time, for a certain period of time. Yes, certain, yes. Okay, continue. Because I, I believe they were trying to, uh, you know, finagle with the Congress to get more, uh, uh, to ask them if they can take more land. Well, um, since the, uh, the, the war was over and they took, they actually claim they took the property for uh for war uh they didn't return everything they they decided they want to keep retreat and um so my, my grandfather said no we want our land back you know and they were supposed to return all the lands 
back to the people of Guam in those times. They were supposed to. They had a, uh, ex a land um, return uh, act. I'm not sure if that's uh, public law 103-339. And they were supposed to return all the properties that the military decided not to use, which one of it was Retidian. It was, it was actually at the time, it was being used for recreation purposes. My grandfather was so upset that they didn't return the Texan, they wanted to continue uh, having it. And so that's why, you know, he, he, he went against it. Um, but up until 1973, my grandfather made friends with all the commanding officers that we remain in our ranch and we remain, um, you know, in, able to enjoy the property as owners of the, of the land. And uh, the, the uh, commanding officers were fine with that. Now back to the, uh, the, the uh, judgment, um, they forgot to put more money in the coffers of the federal government. And uh, with all the condemnations that was going on around the island, they forgot to add more money. And so when the pro when one of the families, which is I believe the Castro family, tried to uh, cash their check, it started bouncing uh, that they didn't have any more money in the federal side. And my grandfather never accepted any money from them. He was so upset. And- But, uh, <laughs> but Kathy, just backing up a little bit, when those two uh, officers uh, decided that they want to do a, a lease condemnation, and to me, the way you were explaining a lease condemnation is actually um, we'll lease the property, we'll condemn it, and we'll lease it from you for our purposes in the military for either recreational use or defense purposes. But he was not getting any money from that lease on a monthly basis or on a yearly basis. Isn't the military um, give him some money for the use of that? Well, the lease condemnation, they really, I, I promote, I, was told from my uncle John Flores was that the lease condemnation didn't come in every month. It came in when they felt like giving the money. And so um, when, the, when they decided to completely condemn the property uh, for uh, a taking, um, they came in gunpoint and told my grandfather to get off the property. Wait a now, minute. that's really, a gun point because your your uh -huh. grandfather did not want to leave the, the premise, right? Uh, right. He uh, refused to. Yeah. He refused to um, recognize that the the land taking was happening. Uh, plus, the people around him were telling him uh, anyway that their lands they still own the land because the military never completely never gave them the complete money for it or. Um, the they forgot to put money. Don't, so if my grandfather had any, they, they, they first they, they condemned the house for twenty, uh, for about twelve thousand dollars. The house was a prefab, uh, ranch style home, and uh, so when they condemned that, they added um, another twenty four thousand for the. Uh, I'm just coming out with figures. I could be wrong, and. But the actual uh, condemnation that they first started with was um, way below, way, way, way below. Uh, it's like maybe five cents uh, square meter. And how, then how the land there, uh, 
belonging to uh, Benigno? Um, I think I, be, I believe about 14 hectares. 14 hectares? Yes, plus um, my, my grandma is even bigger than that. Uh, my, my grandma's property, the Pangilinans, it's way bigger than that. And um, that is uh, encompassing where the big buildings are, the buildings that, you know, and it's, it's, it's uh, uh, mowed and maintained by the Fish and Wildlife. But that's, uh, that's just the Pangolinan property. Plus we, we own it all the way to the cliff line. We had a cave, each, of, each family had a cave to run to whenever there's a typhoon. <laughs> it's typical of that time for the Manomco, right? Yeah, I wish, uh, I, I, wish, the... I wish, man. Yeah, I wish my Uncle John was here. He'll tell you the names. It's so amazing, his mind. You know, he had a, he had a name for every cave. And he said, that's where the Mr. Castro will go to. And we had a Puluman. Uh, well, you know, I know your Uncle name. John as well, Aggie, and the revenue yeah. and taxes. He, uh, Uncle John, he was such a very knowledgeable person. Of, yeah. of what the heck, even tax laws. He, yeah. have, he was heading the uh, real property tax area. Yeah, he was. Ne? I remember uh, yes. speaking with him during my younger days as an appraiser. But, right. you know, so that's when they went before a judge, a military judge, military jury, and everybody was military saying, well, well you know, we have to uh, condemn it from you folks. And uh, here, here's a certain amount of money. Is that what they said? Uh, and you're... you're well, no, no, Kim. If you, if you understand that during those days, they had a business down there. My grandfather was an entrepreneur. Um, they had, a, a, the families all got together and they had a copra business with the AK, the Acting Scroll um, Company. Yeah, Acting Scroll. And so when my grandfather said, hey, those, those coconut trees, each of those coconut trees are, are worth $5 for each tree. And so compensate me for the land and the coconut trees. But of course, when they came up with the whole uh, ending thing, the, the value, there was no value in the coconut trees. Um, the business went out the door. And uh, of course, my, the, the families there were treated with like, like a spit. And um, just compensation, just compensation when you're taking land and you discover that the uh, shrubberies and the vegetation around that particular or in, on that particular land is actually making some sort of income. They have to compensate for that loss of income that you guys were, uh, uh, that your grandfather was going through if they take the land as well as the value of the land itself. So you, to me, that's what I would look at. And as far as just compensation, loss of business revenue uh, if you uh, um, estimate it throughout the life term of that particular business, the investment uh, that was in there, as well as the property value, market value per se at that particular time. So to me, that just did not sound that, uh, that fair because why am I going to pay you $5 for a tree? It's, it's just a tree. Yeah, but that tree could make me, yeah. make me $100 a month. How about that? If I take right. on the, yeah. he needs it. Okay. So, uh, uh -huh. you know, there's a lot of things. Yeah. But finally, mm -hmm. what kind of compensation were they looking at? I know that they condemned the house already for 20 grand, um, perhaps maybe yeah. 24 grand more for 
what's the 24 grand more for the land the land itself the land which was never compensated it wasn't complete the only the only the the house was 12,000 was only uh, what they gave my grandfather and uh, the end of it that was the end of the story um, there the if if we review the documentation from the land taken it should have gone much higher excuse me much higher but of course they forgot to put the money in the in the bank right? and then when um just a few people tried to even uh cash uh not my family but uh, some people tried to cash uh the checks um it came back stamped on insufficient fund so that was the size of it they cannot and I, do a condemnation unless they appropriated the money especially if it if the federal money if it's going to be condemned, they got to have the money and be ready to do this. If all con if everybody's in agreement, uh, so right. you know, right there, I, I think unless I'm missing something here, yes, there's there is there are records showing compensation of twelve thousand dollars, but it's probably what you're telling me is just on the structure itself, the house, the ranch right. house, uh, prefab ranch mm -hmm. house, and this is back in. Yes the late 60s early 70s that we're talking about this is the uh, condemnation was in 1962. my grandfather built the road down to Lutexen with the families so that we can uh stop hiking down um my mom who's pregnant with my my uh sisters my siblings she had to hike down and my aunt as pregnant as they are so Tata decided, I'm going to build a, a road down here. He spent, he spent almost over 50 grand just to get the road going, but no compensation for that too. Well, you know, if then you, they decided you know. to, I mean, they decided to condemn the road. And then we were back to going down, trekking down to Litexen with, uh, with a family. You know, it, it was so bad. It was really bad. I can picture it when I was, you know, younger. Okay, the floor is over Mingilo, the Eagles Field, which is, uh, uh, you know, you could say it's miles and miles away from uh, over at Litegjan, uh, where the sub right. subject we're talking about is, um, you know, the attitude of the military and as far as this is concerned and how could they condemn something when they don't have the monies available in the bank to say, okay, shoot, it's written down. And you got to remember that we became U.S. citizens in 1950 sure. so therefore we we should have been compensated uh, to the fullest amount uh, based on the values that were dominant uh, uh, you know dominant at that particular time but the question was did they do anything when the checks were bounce bouncing all over the place uh, uh, not that we know of. No. not that no, we the know checks of. were coming from the u.s military the checks, the condemnation checks. I believe so, Ken, and I, and I believe that they should have probably um, checked with Congress if they can get some money for that condemnation. And so um, apparently they just decided, okay, we're gonna do this and we're gonna, we're going to, uh, we can do what we want and nobody's gonna hear about this because we're a tiny island in the Pacific. Who's gonna hear about this? So. 
<laughs> we're relatively negligible, right? I mean, you know, who cares kind of thing. Uh, right, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what the basic, the basic attitude that I believe our families went through in those days. Um, it was, it was sad. It was uncalled for. I mean, anybody, even in the States can have their lands condemned. Now they talk about just compensation. Everyone should get just compensation, no matter where it was and how big it is, everyone should get just compensation. Anyone is liable for land taking. It doesn't matter where you are at. It doesn't matter. If it's for the good of the public and if it's good for national defense and if it's good for, right. for you know, uh, uh, local defense, if you will. See, mm -hmm. now, for example, Gulf of Guam, you know, Malam, the thing I need your house right there. I'm going to take it away from you because I'm going to build a road right there uh, so that it could be more convenient for the entire public on the island of Guam to use that as a road. But, uh, and there's basically nothing that you could do if they set their minds to it. But the final thing here is you going to a bank, cashing the check that they paid you for your property. Uh, right. That's what I learned. Uh, that's, it seems only logical. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's also a constitutional right, a uh, constitutional yes. right for just compensation. Even if you go down to the local mandates that have come out, like, for example, the Gulf of Guam, where we have the real estate laws, you know. Uh, um, so it, it's, it's, it's a no-brainer. Now, my question right. is, did we do, did you folks do an appeal to the military saying, okay, we'll give you an opportunity to go and get the money from Congress um, and they charged me $15 to the bank because I tried to cash a check and it bounced and I made a deposit. So did, did anybody in the group, uh, Familia Mizu and, you know, the other relatives that were down there, the two guys collectively go and, um, you know, appeal this thing saying, okay, fine, uh, there's nothing that we could do. You took it away, but where's the money? Did, right. what, what happened after that? Did they just say, mm, uh, well, you know, we'll get to you when we get to you kind of thing? Well, my grandfather tried his darndest to try and see if we can get the lands back um, because I guess he figured that if you make friends with the, with the commanding officer, there's, there might be a possibility that he can pass the word and say, hey, these families weren't compensated. You know, I, and, and my grandfather fought that all the time. He always said uh, that we weren't compensated. We want just to have our land back. We just want to be down here and live our lives because that's where they live during the war. That's where they, they, they grew their families. They buried their babies. Uh, you know, they had stillborn babies. I mean, this is their livelihood. This is where my grandma was, was beaten by the Japanese because she wouldn't, she couldn't bend down to, um, to pick rice, to, you know, I mean, th there were a lot of terrible things that happened to my family, but they were happy at Litigzen. That's where they trekked from Aganya, where they were moved to, and then they came, they said they were safer in Litigzen. So they walked down those many miles. It's uh, just from the top of 3A, driving down to, the Texan, it's uh, five miles in, and it's it's a long, 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 long. It's a beautiful road. place for a firing range, isn't it? Oh, that's another thing. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> okay, oh now hey, go let's go back a little bit. I know that your okay. your dad and your uh, dad's uh, you know your, your siblings and relatives down there. Uh, right. Man, then yeah, they got together and they went into business with AK, which was actually very popular. And all the history books of Guam, you could see AK starting out the Copra. Uh, export uh, here on island because that, down there was so rich with uh, coconut trees that you know it's probably worth more than five dollars per tree uh, oh, at that particular yes. if it's going right. to make you a uh, hundred dollars a month a uh, hundred dollars a month <laughs> is a lot of money at that particular time That's true. but it That's became true. a livelihood and it's almost like a village there right yes apparently um i had friends that had lived down in litigzen um, the, the government had actually uh, a rendu um, property that you can rent down there uh, that was, uh, um, what do you call that? The crown lands, right? And some of the people took that arendu uh, and, and started farming. Uh, there were villages before us, before my grandparents, that was uh, accumulated down there. In Shanae, That's where, villages, yeah, the beach. It was a thriving, yeah. thriving community. Thriving yeah. community. Yeah. It could have been another Sumai. It could have been. Yes. Maybe it was. And we don't know. Yes. Maybe it was. Maybe yeah. It was. yeah. Uh, but yeah. it was thriving. Uh, it's right next to the water. And off a ancient Samoru, they go fishing. And then uh, there's wildlife around the area that they could use for food. But let's yes. go further up. And AK, what's their part in this? Was they're in partnership with. Uh, um, uh, your grandpa, uh, grandfather, and and familiar for the copra exports, right? But right. were they leasing the land from you, or is just a partnership between Ifamilia and Benignu Flores and the Manilunia and AK to do this and then export the the copra and and uh, you know, for whatever reason and then uh, share the money? I guess the business, right? So they were part yeah. of. Okay. Yes, they didn't have any uh, lease. Well, I don't think they did. I just know that Uncle John told me the story that they employed the 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 men, the men down there, and they had to trek up. Uh, they had to trek up a certain uh, amount of copra, carrying it on their backs, and then they decided, well, let's try and uh, build a. Um, like a little uh, port to start putting the copra into the boats. But mm -hmm. what happened was <laughs> it on different seasons, it gets very wild. Um, in fact, there's, uh, there's not any swimming that, you know, can happen there because it can get wild. So then the families are back to trekking up the, the cliff line. Up the hill, to five Yeah, right. I know. Tell me, it was. Plus, we had the business of um, uh, changing the light bulb. We had a, a what do you call that? The a tree, a lighthouse. Some of uh, some of our families had the business of changing the light bulb. So they'll they'll walk all the way down to Agatnya, Agatnya, and get a new light bulb and bring it and the turn way. the so yeah. That goes around. How do you can how do you compensate people for all, all of that? 
I don't think you can. I don't think you can. Well, that's, that's part may, of the loss of business. Now, if, you, if you're making income in a particular property, as far as I know, that has to be taken into account. And again, uh, it's a commercial property. And we could actually say that this is a commercial property because on it, have, they have the trees that produces income and uh, other matters. And again, you know, a like house, that's all part of the business. So loss of revenue. Now, how much money would your grandpa would have been making? Uh, and where would you be right now if it weren't for that? See, so those are the, the thoughts. Uh, yeah. He had a, a very, very good opportunity, the familia, to become uh, mm -hmm. just a little bit more uh, sustainable uh, with the coming generations. So uh, you know, they took that away from you. Now, the efforts that you guys had uh, made to uh, get the compensation that, that you feel that is forthcoming, uh, what happened to that? You're still hitting a brick wall. Uh, and I know that there's some sort of uh, protest over the tech genesis. That's a protehilo tech gen. They made that group. And uh, how did that happen? And is it because of what you're explaining to me that that's why protehilo tech gen group came about? Is it because of, of what you were just telling me about the, we would say, injustice maybe by the military at that particular time? Just not necessarily just so that they, what they're going to do to it right now, building a firing range, but would it, would it be part of that? Where why are you using our property for this when you haven't, haven't paid us? Is that, is, am I uh, correct? I'm assuming that, that that's why uh, your niece, right? So Maria Hernandez. Maria Hernandez. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I'm sorry. She got married. So it's May. <laughs> Maria Hernandez May. Flores Hernandez May. But she had, um, uh, in those days, they were, uh, she was going to school and uh, we were coming together to, uh, at Nitexen and pretty soon we were having uh, people uh, come together. We hadn't formed an organization yet. I was, uh, I was in the Nation Samoro uh, in a, it right now. I continue to be uh, the MAGA Haga of the Nation Samoro and we do come together. But these are new groups of kids. I'm calling them kids because they're in their, their 20s, 30s. And they, it's wonderful uh, seeing them with and hearing their ideas. And also they care about the aquifer that's, um, that's, being, that's going to be contaminated. Ken, if, you, if I get back up, um, I can tell you that uh, being in the Ancestral Lands Commission as a commissioner, we had, uh, we got a Naval Air Station, um, the land at T is called Tizen. When we got it back, we had some, uh, someone come in and analyze the, the ground um, because apparently the, mil the military families were suing the federal government for, con uh, for compensation for, for sickness that was, that was, you know, uh, there, yeah. And then, so we, when we, when we had the analysis done, it showed that Tizen was highly contaminated. Not only was that, we did the radio Bergada that was highly contaminated. We did all the military, the, the ones that were, they were using um, bad chemicals and they're highly contaminated. Now we worry about 
the aquifer at Litexen. So we worry about uh, people that the blockage that the families that have private property around the areas, they cannot go down anymore uh, uh, certain times of the year because they're practicing their, their um, practice and right, rifle and stuff. And so whenever you shoot a gun or shoot a rifle, you are actually pouring contaminants into the soil. So the, 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 the young generation now that's coming out speaking for Save Litexen, Save Retidian are actually our children that have, that don't want to leave a contamination for their children. And you know, this generation now is producing children and it's scary. It's, it's really very scary. Um, I have, uh, you know, the people that pick omelet down there on occasion and, and uh, they're not allowed to go down there. They, some of the medicines are, that's the only place they find. It's, it's really sad. And I, and I think we're all human beings, okay? We're all human beings. It doesn't matter um, what part of the world you come from, but there's many of us that are indigenous to this island many people are indigenous and it's the ones that are indigenous that are suffering because they're the the colonizers are the ones that are deciding that they can do anything they want to us but they forget that when they place their children and their families in those housing areas they are poisoning them they're poisoning them with all of these contaminants well, it has nothing to do with uh being uh against the military it has nothing to do with with what's going on there going well, some to of the families that are suing the military uh especially uh named muzungadzi uh agent orange and uh, all those wonderful yes. purple agent purple or, or whatever the color uh mm. and they were even using uh private properties uh asking permission to store some of those uh Toxic, uh, toxic waste on their property. Uh, yes, and it, it's just it makes you wonder. Uh, do they really have any regard for the native, the way of life for the natives here, or is Guam becoming actually one huge military boat that's just floating in the South Pacific? Just and mm. it's so strategically located that it's so wonderful, and uh, the people know how to speak English, and they make damn good Kelleguin. Let me tell you. <laughs> uh, that's about it. So you know, yeah. you have the regard. If you take a look at the military and you see how they infected their own people with Agent Orange and uh, other type of contaminants that are that uh -huh. are found years and years later, uh, people, you know, just spraying those pesticides where they're at Anderson and Naval Station, and uh, they're all benignly, and now uh -huh. these people are getting cancer and they're getting sick. And uh, they were only here on a temporary basis. So what about the natives? Where are these uh, toxic waste? They're all over the island. Cancer yes. rate has gone up since that yeah. particular time. And some of our kids are dying very, very young. I mean, you know, in our time when we were growing up, did you ever hear of a 30-year-old getting a heart attack? Did you ever hear of a 30-year-old or a younger getting cancer that is supposedly, uh, that cancer is not supposed to happen to a person below 60 years old. Um, yeah. So times have changed and, you know, I, you just tend to wonder that. But the point too that I'm trying to get here, Kathy, is a familiar uh, florist, you got the Eaglesfield. 
And the governor came out and says, based on our research, yes, they've been compensated. Um, I don't know what kind of uh, I don't I don't know what kind of information yes, yes, that she I, got yeah. from that, and I, and I really feel for the Flores family, and I I know they're probably the family in Katsuan. Yeah, uh, we have Katsuan, we have Cabeza, and my family Apu, but we're all related. We have some interlink with each other, and I'm hoping that the the governor would step back and say, wait a minute. My people, my people, it's my people that are suffering. Well, my this, people. This could start. Um, this could start that. This the situation with the floors up there could actually start a deeper investigation into this. How it's going to come about? Uh, what's going to happen if you did prove that? Uh, yeah, well, because compensation, a dollar is a compensation. Let me have your house, Kathy. I'm going to condemn it from you. Here's a dollar. Uh, now you're going to say, wait a, whoa, 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 wait a minute. My oh, house is not worth a dollar, but I have the power because I own the entire island to say, no, I'm only going to give you a dollar. And there's really nothing that you could do about it. And we've always been complacent, but we've always said, okay, well, Uncle Sam said this, so basta, and then they say, mm -hmm. well, you know, what do you guys want? We've been giving you money, we've been giving you grants, we've been giving you aid every year, millions and millions and millions of dollars. Uh, yeah, it's about time, Nick. It's about time. Sovereignty. Okay, let's go sovereignty. Now, everyone is afraid of that word sovereignty. But if you ever really look at that word, it's really having the decision to decide what's going to happen to our island and not, I mean, the military's here. They're, there's just no, no way around that. They're here. Now, if we had the sovereignty to decide what we're going to do on our island, then maybe everyone can step back and say, nanga, 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 you know? You can't just plant yourself here or plant yourself there. How do we go about getting our sovereign, sovereignty? How, how do we do well, that? Well, we just have to push for the self-determination. We're gonna find the final page and for that. Saying, yeah, I'm, grant you guys We sovereignty. all will sign it, we'll all sign it. <laughs> yeah, but the thing about it is that we're under the grip of the military and with the way the world is turning right now with uh, international defense, if you will, you know, uh, South mm -hmm. uh, North Korea and Russia and China and stuff like this. I'm not saying that they're going to start a war or whatever, but this is prime okay. and, and we're going to be a target. We're going to yeah, be a target. Of first. So, so it, it's, it's just who has the final say so as to say, OK, I'll, I'll tell you what, we'll go one step further. Estene, I'll give you guys your own uh, political status, whatever you want. What political status do you want? You want to become a state? Uh, you want to be, become uh, independent uh, or uh, have a relationship with the United States? Uh, go independent mm -hmm. and we could charge the military. They still want to use Anderson Naval Station, $5 billion a year, each mm -hmm. state that they're going to be yeah. using. So how's that for a startup for our own country, if you will, for our own sovereign state if you, you said it Ken. Yeah. that's a, that's a so wonderful it's not gonna happen because the only way it's going to happen is for the federal government to say oh, okay we'll do it but they will not do it why are they going to give give us 10 billion dollars a year if they could do it for free and let you and your family and me and my family suffer i mean you know it's just a minute amount it's just a small mm. island those people are brown by the way and so you know who cares but you know let's you know take what? it further because yeah. that's racism already but if they could do it for their own, we're 
military families that were here in the 70s and the late 60s are now turning around suing them because of all that toxic waste that was around the area that they were there. So they don't really care. They don't really care who they hurt, you know? I mean, and this is happening even back in the States, in the United States. You know? So yes. when we talk about, <laughs> no, you have to be a certain color. No, I, I don't think it's like that. It's salakpi. That's all that it is. It's, it's mm -hmm. just money. And it's not for you and me. You know, I heard a comedian say on TV one time, you know, there's an elite club, you know, elite club, and you and I do not belong to that club. You know, because if you talk about military and compensation from the federal government, where does that money go to? It goes to their buddies, the private contractors that will come about and do all this stuff. They're the ones that's getting rich uh, and everything else. But that's a story for another day. What yeah. main question is that I was asked that I wanted to ask you, it seems, uh, and I'll just brief, briefly say it, it seems like there's some legitimacy to what the florists are saying up there at the Eagles field. In, and I believe it. Yeah. yeah. Only because of things that have happened to you and your family, Situm Binignu, and um, you know, the people before him uh, and the people after him, such as yourself and your dad and Uncle John and and uh, you and your, your siblings and Todi Familia. Um, uh -huh. So, you know, the, the sad story about the Familian Flores Gulu, the Eagles Field in Mangilo, they're living on land trust land. They're living yes. on land trust land. Mm -hmm. The man is over 90 years old. Uh, the daughter's very, very vocal, as she should be, like you. But where do we go from there? Where, what do we do? Where do we go to say, I want my just compensation? Where do we go? Uh, we go to the US government. The US government say, I'm sorry, but we're not going to help you. Most of the time it's like that. You know? and, then, and then they'll come up with the spill. What do you guys want? My God, every year we give you millions and millions of dollars in, in, you know, in grants and everything else to improve your land makes you wonder who's really behind the fence over here. Is it the military or us? You know? Yep. Um, We're the ones and they're just looking over the natives to see what kind of shenanigans they're up to again. There's dang yeah. pesky natives a day, you know? Well, the I, condemnation thing. Yeah, I, I, I read, I mean, I heard what happened to the, the florists is uh, I believe they're stricken with illness. Yeah. And that's where it starts. And so, hey, I went through the cancer thing. I know it's money, money, money. The poor families need help. And they're just maybe at their, their rope's end. And um, our families tried to uh, go and take the, the federal government to court. But it went to the wrong court. Uh, I don't... Well, I can't say it's the wrong court because um, apparently Madeline had uh, was involved in trying to get a, um, a, a um, road road compensation for the families that were trapped in uh, in Epson. and they're able to use about two million dollars for the road structure to go into their property. So that opened that. Uh, it um, the our fight for Litex and opened the 
the, uh, the eyes of our, 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 our leaders to, to come together and start helping the people get their lands back. Um, and so uh, we had started the, the movement to uh, protest every property that's taken from, you know, from the military that are not in use. It's, and, and uh, just some of us had even settled into the properties like the Tizen. We had to settle into the properties in order for the uh, senators to start looking at us and saying, hey, you know, let the family start living into the, their land. Though the the um, Chamorro Land Trust is for people that were displaced. But according to my my what I recall in the Ancestral Lands Commission is that if you want land for land, it's got to be even equal compensation or at least close to. Um, you know, Ken, my, my, my idea after I left the Ancestral Lands Commission, it came to my mind that I approached the, uh, the airport because they were bragging that they were getting $50 million. And I said, I went to Jess um, Torres and I said, you know, Jess, what's a great idea? If we get the families that are, that are not able to uh, come, I mean, get their lands back because of the airport and the runway and stuff, why can't we just compensate them from that 50 million uh, as a partnership to a government partnership so that they can get uh, their just compensation and uh, enjoy some of the monies that are coming into the airport. Of course, I never, that, that was it. That was the size of uh, my idea. And, but I think that if the government of Guam, and I believe the government of Guam still needs to compensate a lot of people for land takings of, for roads and, and for, e uh, for easements and stuff, if they had come to the point of saying, maybe keeping them quiet and saying, okay, you're going to receive uh, so much money for the rest of your life, maybe that might suffice. I don't know. I have no idea. I want Richardian back. <laughs> I, wanna, I want to, um, my dad, my grandpa to have his dream. Yeah, you know, about and the I want all the people. You're thinking along yeah. the same line. He had a dream, and he wanted because your grandpa is such a it's a very very wise man, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, you know I've seen hear stories about him and the properties that he has and everything else. But he knows yeah. that in the end, it's not all for him. It's for but if now I'm very happy to that you reported that those younguns that are out there. And they really, really know exactly and coming up with ideas of how to handle this thing in their oh, 20s, yes. early 30s or whatever. I mean, yeah. what were we doing in our early 20s and our early 30s? We're doing something <laughs> else, but these guys are adamant. So what I'm trying to get at is that, you know, we had the means now to make them more, be more aware. During our time, we were just a little bit more complacent about what was happening because of the war just ending 20 years prior and it was time for a rebuild and we've always looked up to Uncle Sam and the U.S. military and the federal government to take care of us as they should uh, yes but sometimes you know I'll, I'll, let me just give you a few million dollars here but you know in the end you're you know going to take away your livelihood 
and it just doesn't. It it's just their doesn't decision. Yeah. Yeah, Ken, it's their decision. It was never a just compensation on our part, um, and it still isn't, and it never will be until How, finally we well, well, just sit on the get, table. Just get away from the tech jam for a little bit. What? What can the florists over the Eagles field or around that area, the land that uh, we need to uh, get a license from the military to build a hospital on, on Guam land, uh, what, what do you think that they should be doing? What do you think they should do to go and seek help to get either just compensation or get portion of their land back or something so that they could survive? Right. Yeah. They need something to uh, help with the medical. They they need something to uh, to okay. maybe an equal an equal yeah. portion for well that will give us the sense the of urgency the sense of urgency yes for medical and for survival but take away all that they still have the right if they have yes they do five dollars coming to them give it to them if they yeah. have five million dollars coming to them give it to them yeah if they go yeah. and they hand out a dollar to every citizen in the island of Guam so what that's their money they could that's do their prerogative with it but you that's know right. but yeah you're sure and, and as far as the urgency as to why we need this compensation malongusi mom malongusi grandpa malongusi lu malongipadgonu and why are they sick because of the toxic waste that's being dumped around the island and who did it that's true and mm -hmm. and uh, also the downwinders we're, we're all downwinders from all the toxic in hey, the air. There you we go. see some yeah. light at the end of the tunnel for that, and some families will be compensated, especially for their sure. the ones that have lost their loved ones because of, yeah. um, and, and it didn't have to be that way. You know what I mean? It didn't yeah, have to be that really. way. But you know, That's you, you all over the island, you go down and you- We're all you, trying, you know, Ken, yeah. we're all trying. Our age group is trying so hard, and but we're not, we're not going to be alive for too long. Well, and the so we is slowly to... being drained away from us. And it's good that we right. have youngins that could go out there and uh, they have bigger muscles and, uh, yeah. you know, and uh, yeah. bigger mouths. And, uh, and, and brains. Oh, and my brain. God, they're so well, smart. No doubt about that. That's absolutely yeah. no doubt. So I, I, I actually, right. we could learn from these kids because of what they're learning right. from us. Yes, uh, and and you know they find it very intriguing that it's like this. Uh, they grew up with the McDonald's here on island already, and the Burger Kings, and the fast food, and more restaurants, and more bars, and more of this, more than that, uh, fast food, and everything else. But they already know it's You know, it's it's how this thing works. So yeah, mm -hmm. uh, justice. I guess you might say that. Kathy, uh, you know, uh, hopefully we're going to do another podcast uh, in the future. Just uh, maybe we'll see after this uh, crazy thing that's happening on our island where the rate of pandemic cases keep going up and a uh, number of deaths uh, of suddenly taking a turn to keep going yeah. up as well. And, uh, you know, God bless yeah. all those uh, people that are, are, are trying, you know. But, uh, you know, my final word, I actually just over hearing this or this, uh, watching this podcast, be safe out there. And I, I wanted to uh, just publicly uh, give you my condolences too for uh, the loss, your loss in Yelatsa and everything else. And, uh, uh, you know, so any final word that you might want to say, Kathy, concerning the Tech 10 or anything else that's on your mind? Viva Guam, and I hope we do get our lands back. <laughs> and. Free and clear. No more. No more of this uh, finagling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Uh, and uh, hey, 
but do we actually need a rifle range for what? What, what, what we do we need? We have five already, Kim. Yeah. Why do we need uh, more? The more, the merrier. I just don't get it. No, but you know what, Kim? Here, I'm sorry. Uh, there's there's electronics that you can pretend you're shooting at somebody. I mean, why can't that happen? You know, it's amazing. Well, there are huge partial of state <laughs> back there in the mainland where they could have their training over there as how to yes. shoot people. Yes, I, I was in Louisiana and that's all I saw. Military, we want you here. I mean, they're, they're, wa they're wanting a military build up there in Louisiana. They're, everywhere you go, there were signs saying, come here, come here, you know? And I said, yeah, why can't they come here? <laughs> Uh, we just buried my aunt there, so that's why I was there. Uh, you know, they're saying, yeah, but that like, was a couple of years ago. Yeah, we're so important here, and they don't—we don't realize how important we are, to the point where uh, you know, lives of people are not. That doesn't really matter that much, so that you could defend yeah. the entire world uh, from uh, you know nuclear uh, fallout or nuclear war or whatever. And then right. we're training a lot of people, ground troops over here. And the same breath, the military is saying, well, we're gonna, if we're going to have a war, it's going to be a nuclear war. We'll be over in about three hours. Then why are we yeah. training troops? What are they going to do? Right. What, what, we have a nuclear missile coming in and you're going to send out 20,000 or 5,000 Marines are going to stop the missile. Why don't we concentrate on the technology that's being used to stop those missiles from landing? But, you know, hey, we're just brown people we're not that sharp uh maybe they're working on it already but i still don't get why they need to build a marine barracks here for what reason to train them so that they could go back and defend the continental u.s it's not to defend guam yes it's never about guam it's never, never been it's never about the natives yeah. it's about guam because it's a great right. ship. big ship yeah. 30 miles yes. long ship mm. right. yeah and then you could put those natives around that fence there and we could look in and see how they're doing those damn pesky natives but they forget they get contaminated too yeah. anyway Ken, you have a good day you too thank you kathy thank you. Okay, okay, um, adios okay. adios